And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents... All things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the quintessential Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Tom Collins stars in The Adventures of Frank Race from 1949. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular Jimmy Buffett songs. And a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Wilvetta and I will try to name that tune, right, Lisa? Right, we have Wilvetta on the phone right now from Elk Grove Village. Wilvetta, you're our neighbor here. Yeah. Hi. How you guys doing? We're good. How are you? We broadcast from Elk Grove Village. Well. Did, Did you, you know, know that we're in Elk Grove Village as well? Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, yeah I, I think not. we're just right right next door to you. Yeah, Come knocking down our door. Yeah, we are right uh, down the street probably from you. We broadcast from WIND. It's our flagship station in Elk Grove Village, Illinois. I did not know that. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. That's why you sound so clear. <laughs> yeah, that's sound why like you sound so close. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good to have you on the show. And uh, do you know anything about Jimmy Buffett? Uh, I, I listen to some of his songs. Oh, okay. Right. You know what, that. Wilvetta? Carl's going to need a little help, so yeah. I'm counting on you for that yeah. job. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've got go. a big uh, job to do here. Uh, here is your first Jimmy Buffett tune, and just yell out the name just as soon as you it recognize it. Pour me something tall and strong, make it a hurricane. <laughs> no idea. No idea here either. Nope. It's the next line. Margaritaville. Oh, it's It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Yeah, released in 2003. Oh, boy. All right. Well, we're we're off off to a a strong start, guys. Great start. All right. That's all right. I'd rather be at a Buffett right now, (laughs) having some. What kind of Buffett would you be looking for? (laughs) What kind of food? Probably anything. Anything would do. Pretty much anything. (laughs) Anything will do. Yeah. All right. Here's your next Jimmy Buffett song. Margaritaville. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Margaritaville. It was very close. I don't, I don't know. I'll say that's a tie. I'll take that. 1977. Wow. Right? Yeah. From the album yep. called Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes. It's, of course, named for the cocktail. Yeah. Margarita. Huh. Okay. Working with you all night, I could use a few of those margaritas. A few, I could use a whole host of uh, yeah. liqueur here. Give me a mar- margarita and a bump. <laughs> all right, so uh, we're tied up. There we go. All right, here is your next song. As a dreamer of dreams and a traveling man, I have charmed Say it again. Son of a son. Yes, that's it. Son of a son of a wow. sailor. 
You are absolutely right. Yeah, well, that Released in 78. Here it is. Son of a son, son of a son, son of a son of a sailor. I never heard this song. It's really catchy. You don't know this one? Never heard it. It's a good song. Really? I say it is, so it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Well, Vada has two, and I have one. There you go. Here's the next one. I got my hush puppies on. I guess I never was meant for glitter rock and roll. See, I'm just, this is not my kind of cup of tea. Come Monday. Come Monday. Monday. Wow. That's it. Here it is. I'd be missing you so. Come Monday. It'll be all right. Wow. Well, that, uh, that is right. Released in 1974 album. Never Living heard this song. And dying in three quarter time. Never, never you heard got, it. Listen. Never heard it. This is on radio today. Never heard it. This is actually my favorite song from Never heard it. Do you like this one? Hey, Lisa, you know what? I never heard it. I heard that. Okay. Have you heard of this one? No. I didn't think so. All right. (laughs) Now, this next song, listen carefully, is a hit single by a different artist. Okay. But then he re-released it as a duet with Jimmy Buffett. Okay. So, here you go. Let the music play on, play on, play on, play on. Oh. Everybody sing, everybody dance. Lose yourself in wild road. <laughs> Party. <laughs> no, that's not the title. I'll give you all a night long. Yes, all, all night, night long. long. Exactly. So this was a hit single by Lionel Richie oh, yeah. from Lionel 1983. <laughs> And Lionel re-released it as a duet with Jimmy Buffett in 2012. How great is Wilvetta is. at this game? Yeah. She's amazing. She's a star. Wow. All night long. There you go. I thought you know some of that. And is that Jimmy Buffett singing? It's Jimmy Buffett and Lionel Richie. Oh, it's a wow. duet, okay. which is what I previously okay. mentioned. <laughs> I don't listen. I know. Well, All right. Uh, well, that I have a lot of buttons over here, so I don't listen when. But Mike is generally pushing most of them. <laughs> yeah, a lot of buttons. There's. Like All right. Here's your last red song. ones and yellow ones. And and green. I don't ones. know what they do, but. Say it again. Hey, good looking. Yeah. Hey, wow. good looking. Are you talking to Carl? Well, better. Hey, good looking is right. So listen to this. This is a 1951 song written and recorded by Hank Williams. Okay. In 2004, Jimmy Buffett Buffett covered this song for his License to Chill album. Yeah. Have you never heard of this song? Hey, good looking. What? I don't think so. I mean, it's an old song, but maybe I'm an old old. soul. I know you are. That's why I'm shocked. <laughs> I think I think Wilvetta's got like eleven, and I, I have you one. Tied with her once, and that was it. That was it. That she was just it. Mop the floor. Wilvetta, we needed you tonight, and wow. you came through. You are a star. Holy cow! Thank you very much. This is for Wilvetta. You ready? Thank you guys. And what's for Carl? <laughs> I get nothing. Ooh, hit. That's get right. Nothing. Hey, hey, Wilvetta, I'm going to send you some fun CDs in the mail. Okay. Oh, that sounds great. Thank yeah. you, Carl. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, yeah, thank you. And wave to us next time. Yeah. I don't even know where I am. <laughs> where are we, Carl? You you rock, Wilbetta. <laughs> Thanks so much. Great Thanks, having you Carl. on the show. Hey, when we come back, we're going to tune into the adventures of Frank Race Detective. Stick around. How's about keeping steady company? 
More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey go a lot easier. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, Lisa Wolf, you ready for some uh, kind of detective adventure? Yep, let's do it. Frank Race. This was um, a really good series. Started in 1949. Tom Collins, which I could use a couple of Tom Collins sitting next to you, let me tell you. He was a former OSS agent, and he was now a freelance troubleshooter and insurance agent. Huh? Huh? The Office of Strategic Services was one of the most storied, and uh, with its top secret intelligence operations, it made sense to kind of make a radio series about it. Um, He was, uh, this Frank Race guy was supposedly an OSS agent. He's back now home from the Army, and he just uh, has got a lot of skills, sort of like Liam Neeson, right? Right. Imagine like Liam Neeson. He had a radio show. This would be Frank Race. Um, Tony Barrett played Race's sidekick, uh, Cabby Mark Donovan. Um, it was a good show. So uh, we have um, number six in the series called The Case of the Vanishing President. Here's Tom Collins in The Adventures of Frank Race. The Adventures of Frank Race, starring Tom Collins. <laughs> The war changed many things, the face of the earth and the people on it. Before the war, Frank Race worked as an attorney, but he traded his law books for the cloak and dagger of the OSS. And when it was over, his former life was over, too. Adventure had become his business. The Adventures of Frank Race. Join Frank Race for the adventure of the vanishing president. It was the first of the seventh at Polar Grounds. Dodges at bat, score tied. A time for anyone to sit forward with anticipation. And I was doing just that when there came a sound that startled even the Brooklyn bench. Hey, There's no mistake in the voice. It belonged to Mark Donovan. I watched him work toward me through the crowd using a combat technique that reminded you of the way he drove a taxi. Oh! Oh! Race, please, you've got a call. Intercontinental underwriters. No, I'll let her wait. I want to see the end of this game. No, 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 I can't wait. 
guy named Jules said they had to see us right away. Some kind of a crisis. Jim Drew, chief claim adjuster for Intercontinental Underwriters. A man with the instincts of a ferret and a gaze you could use for sandpaper. He looked relieved when he saw me. I was beginning to think you weren't going to make it. You almost didn't. I was watching a good ball game. You've tackled a lot of foreign service, Race. How about another assignment? Oh, just in the middle of a hot series. All right, what's boiling? We've got another of those mysteries. Vessels disappearing without trace. Three of them inside a month, all on the same shipping lane. Same operators? No, a different company in each case. You have a lead? One. The SS Lucy Wilkins sails from here tonight. She's for South American ports. She's casting off without a cargo in her hold. Each of the others sailed the same way. Empty. I see. I want to emphasize something, Race. Those vessels disappeared completely. Ship and crew. It may have been piracy. It may have been mutiny. We can be pretty sure it included murder. So? So, when the Lucy Wilkins sails for South America tomorrow, we'd like to have you aboard. Lucy Wilkins displaced about 4,500 tons. She rode high out of the water. The moon made sequins of the barnacles that blistered her hull. The softness of the night was doing her a favor. But even at that, she looked what she was. A sea-going tramp that had seen better days. Uh, how soon will we get rolling? And from the looks of this scow, I would say rolling is the right word. The tickets say the 14th. They don't mention the hour. That's tomorrow. If we're going to sail tomorrow, Hello what are we... What are you doing aft here? We're passengers. We'd like to know what time the ship sails. You'll have to see the master about that. We'd like to see him. He's not aboard right now. Perhaps we'd better speak to the first officer then. I'm the first officer. You'll still have to talk to the skipper. You're just brimming over with cooperation, aren't you? Would you consider telling us where we might find the captain? You know a place called the Mariner's Rest? It's a few streets over from here. No, I imagine we can find it. He'll be there if you want to see him. Not that it'll do you much good. By this time, he's probably stinking drunk. You didn't have to look very hard for the mariner's rest. You could hear it for blocks. Wow, the joint is throbbing. What are we going to use to get in? A shoehorn? That is always wrong for more. Come on. <laughs> now, this is a way to spend your last evening ashore. You want to lean against a bar? Do we grab a table? Well, take a look, my boy. To get even close to that bar, call for a bulldozer. And as for the tables... Looking for a spot to sit down? Here, we'll make room for you. Well, thanks, but uh, we don't want to intrude. If you don't, someone else will. I'll settle for you, fellas. Yeah, much obliged. I'm Frank Race. My friend's name's Donovan. I'm Ken Hanlon. This is tomorrow decorded. Hello, Race. And you too, Donovan. Black eyes and yellow hair. Real yellow hair. You see that combination once in a lifetime. A blonde Latin's always arresting. This one was enough to start a ringing in your ears. Yes, she's real, Race. Spanish father and a Russian mother. Should happen often, shouldn't it? A Spanish father, Russian mother. That accounts for your name. Your name intrigues me, Race. Do you manage to live up to it? Once in a while, if I'm lucky. Hey, look at this. 
dancing to that music, it would be fun. Well, it'd be a little like establishing a beachhead, but if you'll take a chance, I'd be delighted. Good. Come on, Ray. In my arms, she felt the way she looked. And that was money for candy. But we didn't do much dancing. In a jam near the door, I was suddenly strong-armed free of her and swept out into the street. You gonna come with us quietly, chum, or would you like to do it unconscious? There were three of them. The one who had spoken and a pair of silent partners. Moving casually, they herded me half a block to a waiting sedan. A few minutes later, I was pushed into the office of a warehouse, aromatic with the smell of coffee. Well, here he is, Rosario. Just like you wanted. <laughs> Good work, Burns. Stick around. Rosario bulked about 250. He seemed to have hair everywhere, except on the top of a skull that gleamed beneath the glare of a single hanging light bulb. Why did you want to take that boat? Boat? Do not fool with me. I would not like it. Well, and of course you have the advantage. Uh, let's start all over. Ask me again. Sure, I ask you. Why did you want to take that boat? You're speaking of the SS Lucy Wilkins? You know what one. Well, I'm uh, reluctant to admit it, but uh, I've been a little run down lately. My physician thought I could use a rest. Sea voyage seemed to be the answer. Eh, people like you don't travel on slow freighters. Well, the doctor said I could use a long rest. Sure. You need a long rest, eh? <laughs> We could give you one without much trouble, could we not, Burns? <laughs> sure, without no trouble at all. So what do you say you start talking, Race? He was ready to turn it into a rough party. And I could assure myself of only one effective move. They had me standing under the hanging electric bulb, the only one in the room. So I eased a hand up as if to scratch my chin, shot it higher, and yanked. The light! There's nothing like confusion when you're in the minority, whether it concerns politics or a brawl. While they groped, I ducked and got clear. A little while later, I elbowed my way back into the Mariner's Rest. Grace, where you been? I was looking for you, so was Tamara. No, I took a walk around the block for a breath of fresh air. <laughs> Are you kidding? We'll get all the air we want on this trip. And, uh... Race, I got some news for you. Guess who's sailing on his ship with us? Mm. Tamara de Cordova. <laughs> How do you like them apples? The SS Lucy Wilkins still rode high out of the water next morning. But where there'd been a dock on her port side the night before, there was now only open sea. A lot of it. All rough. At 11 o'clock, Mark still occupied his bunk. As he'd prophesied, the Lucy Wilkins rolled, sashaying from trough to trough in a manner both feminine and diabolic. So as I walked the deck, I walked it alone. Hello, Race. Hello. I wasn't sure you'd be in circulation. Oh, I'm a pretty good sailor. You look well, Race. You... You look... Unbelievable. Thank you. A woman usually needs the dim lights of evening to draw a compliment like that. You don't need anything. With this breeze in your hair and that look in your eyes. 
a second. Right out in broad daylight, too. Y'all go away, Hanlon. Go away. Oh, no, Race. Let him stay. After all, we're going to have a long voyage together. All right, that's the first portion of The Adventures of Frank Race with the case of The Vanishing President starring Tom Collins from June 5th, 1949. We'll get back to it in a moment. We were looking at the Kickstarter, the Bold Venture Kickstarter. This is to save the radio series Bold Venture. Um, we licensed Bold Venture and all of the rest of the Ziv radio series, Boston Blackie, I Was a Communist for the FBI, Favorite Story, Mr. District Attorney, many, many more. And we um, we are attempting to make the transfers in a professional way with a an amazing, amazing process of cleaning all the discs and using all the correct styluses and uh, doing the transfer of the full run, the complete bold venture run starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. And uh, the only way we're going to get this uh, all accomplished, because it's very expensive to do these transfers, is to ask our amazing audience uh, who love uh, love these radio shows as much as I do. If you do, and we can, uh, and we could all kind of collaborate, do this together, save the series. All seventy eight shows are direct from um, Frederick W. Ziv's personal discs that were in a controlled. Um, warehouse for 70 years. They have been in this controlled warehouse. We got them. They are at a lab to be uh, transferred. Cost is very expensive. So I'm asking for your help out there in Radio Land to save Bold Venture, and then we can air them. And when you do contribute and pledge, you will get these copies. You can get all 78 copies, either digitally um, or on CD. So it's all at our Kickstarter and I would urge you to please go there. It's super easy to go there. Just go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com, Hollywood360radio.com, and there will be a pop-up that says Bold Venture. Just click that. It takes you right to our Kickstarter. And we mentioned this earlier, and we had several people pledge, so we really appreciate that. We are trying to hit a goal, and we need your help. Help save Bold Venture. Go to our Kickstarter, Hollywood360radio.com. Click the Bold Venture pop-up. It'll take you right to our Kickstarter. All right, we'll be back with Frank Race after this. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. 
And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Yes, indeed. Before we get back to Frank Rice, uh, Frank Rice, getting back to the Bold Venture um, Kickstarter. I've never done a Kickstarter before, and um, we are. Uh, it looks like it's off to a really good start. So thank you if you have if you have pledged. And the way it works is if you pledge an amount. We do not take that amount until we hit our goal. And if we don't hit the goal, we will not be releasing the Bull Venture shows. I don't know what we're going to do, so we're trying it. We're hoping that um, it really is uh, about our listeners all across the country and all over the world. Hopefully, you will help us to save Bull Venture, the only radio show that Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall ever starred in. And these are going to be pristine, and I mean, because we we did one transfer, and we have a little clip at our uh, face uh, Facebook at our Kickstarter page. You can hear what the sound is like. Plus, we took a little video of the process of doing the transfer. I mean, there is a whole cleaning process, and then very, um, you know, super super like technical styluses that are used to to extract the audio. In a in a uh, super professional way, off of the disc. These are these big sixteen inch, you know, transcription discs. And imagine, Lisa, they have been in a temperature controlled storage unit for over seventy yeah, years. It's remarkable. You know, when Frederick Ziv produced these forty one series, you know, Boston Blackie and and Philo Vance and all that. He said, you know, when they manufactured the discs, he said, "Well, I want a pristine set for my own library." And then they were bicycled, you know, all the ones that they made, they were bicycled all around the country, and so they got kind of beat up. So even when you, even the ones that are out there, that there are some in circulation, they were from these beat-up discs. Well, we have never played discs, pristine discs. So um, the quality is going to be amazing. So we don't want to do it half-fast. We want to do it right. We want to do it with... um, uh, a company that really knows how to extract that audio because we're going to do this one time and hopefully save Bold Venture for eternity. So generations to come will have these 78 complete half-hour radio episodes of Bold Venture. So help us in this journey because then if it works, we're going to move on to Boston Blackie. Now, I have a lot of Boston. There was two, 218 episodes of Boston Blackie. I have about 100 and they're in some good, some bad quality. Well, here's an opportunity that if Bull Venture works, we're going to then do all 218 episodes in pristine quality of Boston Blackie, then move on to Favorite Story, Philo Vance. So help us in this quest. We really need your help. Save these Ziv radio series. Go to our website, hollywood360radio.com, hollywood 360 radio.com and there will be a pop-up that say that says help save bold venture click it and it'll take you right to the kickstarter page and it's a great page right there's all kinds of information it is. you can read more about it if yeah. you kind of tune out when carl talks this is your chance to read about <laughs> it <laughs> and you can also give anything that you'd like yeah so it's up to you whatever you're comfortable with but anything you know will help reach the goal yep and in certain levels you will end up getting the entire 78 shows on cd or via digital download um, it's cool, man, and and I'm really excited about it. We've, we're off to a good start. Yeah. We only launched it um, a day and a half ago, and um, we're we're like maybe twelve, thirteen percent of the way to our goal. So 
We do need your help out there. Please donate. Uh, please pledge to Save Bold Venture. Play it again, Sam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we will play it again if uh, if we have your help. So thank you so much if you have pledged, and please consider pledging if you haven't. We are listening to The Adventures of Frank Race, starring Tom Collins. In the case of the vanishing president, here's the conclusion. We had dinner at the captain's table that night. The next morning, I came awake slowly with difficulty to the realization that Mark was shaking me. I felt stiff, and stretching didn't help any. The body seemed full of pulses, all of them throbbing. Come on, come on. <sighs> you just don't want to wake up at all, do you? Steve? No. You know, I feel like four nights in a Turkish bath. You must have got a worse night, this. Got what? You kidding, don't you know the feel of a Mickey when you've had one? Mickey? So that's it. I've been drunk. Both of us. I'm as fluttery as an old maid at a wedding. But I figure we better get moving around, huh? They must have put it in our food. Why would they do it, Rex? So they could take on a cargo at sea. A cargo they didn't want us to know about. Oh? Well, we need a little exercise to snap us out of this fog. Why don't we get down to the hold and make a little inspection? Seem to be much in here, either. Yeah, wait. Turn the flashlight over to the left. Hey, bullseye. What do they got there? I'd say it was artillery. Very efficient-looking 75s. I thought them things was only good for junk. Against a modern army, yes. But against ordinary citizens, they'd be lethally effective. Well, what do you know? They picked up about a dozen of them. Ain't no wonder they drug us. Come on. We've seen enough. You know some race? Kind of looks like somebody wants to start a war somewhere. Yes. We're traveling with the heavy equipment for it. Right to the end of the line. Yes, we were carrying a cargo of evil. And just four days later, shortly after nightfall, the Lucy Wilkins drew into her first South American port of call. Mark and I were sweating it out when... Oh, I'll get it. May I come in, Ray? Of course. I must speak quickly and to the point. Why did you take passage on this vessel? I've been wondering when someone would ask me that. Oh, I'm not just being curious. Something has come up, something of critical importance. I represent a maritime insurance company. Ships have been disappearing along this sea lane. I'm here to find out why. You must leave this vessel at once, otherwise you will be murdered. That's a dashing thought. Oh, I'm entirely in earnest, Ray. The ship is carrying arms for the start of a revolution in my country. And they can't afford to try landing them with us still alive. Hmm. Ken Hannon overheard them making the plan. A machine gun has been set up on the bridge. Intend to murder most of the crew as well. Tomorrow, we've got to make it fast. We're only four miles offshore. Oh, Ken, tell Race how serious it is. I think I already know. How do we leave the ship? At the Black Knight, we'll lower a boat. Well, you'll never get away with it. Not unless someone creates a diversion. I can make enough noise to satisfy that requirement? Yeah, no, Mark, I've got a better idea. I'll go forward and let the crew in on the picture. <laughs> that ought to stir up plenty of diversion. You'll be taking a big risk, Race. That machine gun is trained right on the forecastle bulkhead. I couldn't leave this ship knowing those men were to be murdered. You three go to the boat. And as soon as the scramble starts, lower it. 
topside. I slowly and carefully worked my way forward. I'm thankful for a cloud formation that switched off the moon. Everything was quiet. Too quiet. I had just reached a point beyond the bridge when... What's up, mate? Who are you? Hawkins. Abel Seaman. Why the ruddy whispering? All right, Hawkins. Listen. You've got to be murdered tonight if you don't leave this ship. You and the rest of the crew. Blimey. I'm not just talking. The ship's going to land arms tonight. Contraband. And dead men tell no tales. You don't have to say no more, mate. We know about the guns. I'll... Blimey, they've turned the light on us. Duck! sure of that, because those slugs were following me like hounds to a scent. I twisted and spun to the rail, then it was into the drink for me. <laughs> I came ashore dripping wet and without shoes, yet I attracted little attention. The city was bright with lights, but few people walked its streets. I turned into the first hotel I came to, confronting a clerk who stared at me with what seemed to be genuine concern. You made a can. You get all wet. Yeah, I get wet is about the size of it. I need a room in the location of a shop where I can buy a pair of shoes. The room we have, and with the bath. The shoes will have to wait until mañana. The uh, senor came on a ship. Well, let's say I came most of the way on a ship. Uh, ships, they bring trouble to my country. I remember being here once before, several years ago. In that time, the city always seemed gay, far into the night. And now there is no gaiety. And the reason? Any moment it may come, the revolution, and always that is bad. A man may lose his life or his wife, his child. Who knows? Some revolutions turn out all right. My country had one that worked out fine. Not this one, senor. This one will bring only bad. This one will bring... Go ahead. Uh, I've talked too much. I've always talked too much. If the senior will come, I will show him to his room. I had another pair of shoes by nine the next morning. By 10.30 morning. By 10.30, I'd located Mark Donovan and Ken Hanlon. The three of us sat down to breakfast together. Boy, was I worried about you. They told me that harbor's full of barracudas. What happened to Tamara? We lost her right after we came ashore. No, that's a loss a guy could mourn about. Lost her? Mm-hmm. You just slipped away from us. I guess she had her reasons. Handlin, you're a newspaper man. Why are you down here? To cover an impending revolution. As if you didn't know. You know, I may be wrong in my impression, but the man in the street doesn't seem to want a change in the government. Mm-hmm. I guess you can't blame him. Since the court of us been the boss, they've had plenty of food and not too much hardship. They're happy with things the way they are. Wait a minute. Did you say de Cordova? El Presidente. That's Tamara's name. He's a father. Well, who's leading the opposition, Hannon? Might be a lad called Kizarro, but nobody seems to know for sure. Everything's been kept beautifully undercover. How soon do you think it's coming? Mm, I filed a story on that this morning. I told him it could start any minute. Um, what do you plan on doing today, Race? Why don't you kick around with us? Well, why don't we all separate? See what we can find out. We can meet for dinner. I went out and did a lot of walking, stopping whenever I ran into a person who looked willing to talk, which was rare. 
I found myself regarded with about as much confidence as a drunk in a wine cellar. Fear stalked the streets of the city. Suspicion moved beside it. I went back to the hotel late in the afternoon and found a little surprise party. Come in the race. Tomorrow. Close the door behind him, Burns. Don't worry. He ain't getting away this time. Well, Burns and Rosario. I seem to encounter you two every so often, don't I? They're friends of yours tomorrow. Rosario is in my father's cabinet. He's head of the police bureau. I see. And is this an official visit? You came ashore last night, Race. Why didn't you make a report to the police about the Lucy Wilkins being in the harbor? While I was swimming, I saw him swing her about and put out to sea. Well, you must have seen it yourself. Could it be that you did not want our government to know the ship was here? Mm-hmm. Probably should have notified someone. But I'd been through an ordeal, and I didn't think of it. Let me take him over. I'll make him talk. You content with your existence, Burns? I like it all right. Why? Then stay out of my affairs. Why, you... When you get up, you uh, might try again. (laughs) Forget it, Burns. He's too good for you. What's the story on all this? I seem to be under suspicion for something. In New York, I asked you why you were sailing on the Lucy Wilkins. You never got around to telling me. Tomorrow knows why. I told her while we were aboard ship. You never showed me your credentials, Race. Here. Take a look at them. If I have been wrong... Oh, you're upset. You've got a right to be jumpy. Well, these seem to be in order. Why did you not show them to me in New York? I didn't care for your methods of interrogation. Oh, Race, you must forgive us. This revolt is not of the people. And the hour it begins will see the end of a democracy in this country. Can't you stop it? Can't you fight it? We are not a rich race. We don't have the money to buy arms such as have been shipped here by the others. Well, then, why is it worth so much to them to effect a coup? The tribunals of the World War didn't find all its criminals' race. There are many of them still at large. Men who would like to begin over again by getting control of a state such as ours. Hmm. We know they're ready to move at any moment. The president was seized by them this morning. Your father? Yes, my father. All our chances lay with him. Without him to rally the people... Well, if they're holding your father, why don't you rally the people? They need someone to lead them, that's plain. You, you mean... You address them by radio. Tell them to resist in your father's name. Tell them it's only a few who try to take over. Tell them that if they stand firm, it can't happen. All right, Race. I'll do it. How about taking in the sights tonight, huh? This town looks dead on the outside, but there must be one or two joints that know how to get up steam. Mm-hmm. Cafe del Toro. I'll meet you lads there later. I have a report to make out to the company. Uh, who knows where the local cable office is located? Not me. Hanlon? The desk clerk can probably tell you. Or we can look it up in the phone book. Look, fellas, I think you guys are going overboard about this revolution deal. This country's too sleepy to break out in a rash like that. Mm, calm before the storm, Mark. I've seen it before. When those things start, they're pretty vicious. Grace, don't turn on the light. Where are you? Here. In your arms. Oh, Race, I'm in trouble. Take it easy, take it easy. It's Rosario. He's with them, Race. 
He showed his hand when I tried to follow your suggestion about addressing the people. I got away only because of a servant's loyalty to my father. They may have followed me, Race. Well, they won't stay. I shouldn't have come. It only puts you in danger. There's a clerk here who'll help us get away. Come along. Here we are, senor. You go almost to the end of the alley. And there you will see a door that goes down into a cellar. And from the cellar, you can go upstairs to the Cafe del Toro. And there will be people there. And you will find safety in the crowd. Oh, gracias, amigo. Go with God, senorita. And you too, senor. What next, Race? Well, hey, hunt us. I think we should do a little hunting on our own. Do you know where Rosario lives? Yes. I want to locate Mark and Hanlon. They're around here somewhere. And we might be able to use a little help. I'd like to see the inside of Rosario's house. So this is the house of the chief of police, huh? What a stack of masonry. Makes them Hollywood movie mansions look like a Third Avenue boarding house. Did you notice that aerial on the roof? I noticed it. High-powered transmitting type. Well, now that we're here, what's the program? Well, we'll go through the place. You and Tamara take the lower floors, Mark. Hand and I will comb the upper section. Let's meet here in the living room in 30 minutes. Hanlon and I located the radio transmitter in a small room on the second floor, just off the stairway. And when we got back downstairs, Mark and Tamara were waiting with a white-haired, distinguished-looking man of about 60. I was introduced to the president of the country. They got jail cells in this layout, and that's where he had the press behind bars. That ain't one for the books. What about guards? There was two of them. But you know me in the gloom race, I laid them out like linoleum. <laughs> then I trust them up. <laughs> do I rate your approval? Ah, <laughs> you do. Race, my father insists that in that drawer, in the desk, there is some kind of plan for the revolt. The desk is locked, but... but... Yeah, I'll get it. Hey, look at that window. Car driving up outside. How many in it? Rosario and, and five others. Yeah, I got it. And here's your plan. Oh, that's it. It shows the places where the arms are hidden. And here comes trouble race right now. So, here you are. Get your hands up. Oh, no time for you, Rosario. Oh. Or for you, Burns. Mark, where's Hanlon? I don't know. Come on. Watch out, there's more of them. <laughs> Both down, you and that OSS shooting. No, just winged him. Let's get up those stairs. All right. He goes with Hanlon. He's at that transmitter. It only needs his signal to touch off the revolt. Hanlon, the newspaper guy? Yes, Hanlon. Now, here's the door. Got a lock. Stand back, Mark. I'm going to blast it. Get away from that cable, Hanlon. I'm going to send a signal if it's the last thing I do. Throw that gun, Ray. Throw it. Hit. <laughs> Bullseye. <laughs> nice pitch, Ray. Yeah, pick up my gun, will you, Mark? Yes. Well, that takes care of Hanlon. Race, are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. There's your kingpin on the floor, Tamara. He's just about to signal the start of hostilities. And if your father works quickly with that plan, he can round up those arms in a hurry. Hanlon, I can't believe it. How'd you know he'd be up here, Race? He claimed to be a newspaper man, a correspondent. He mentioned filing stories to American newspapers. But earlier tonight, when I asked for the location of the cable office, he didn't know where it was. Well, what do you know? Uh, you stopped them just in time. Oh, Race, you saved everything. I'll never be able to thank you enough. 
yes, you will, baby. Yeah, but we can talk about that later. Adventures of Frank Race, starring Tom Collins with Tony Barrett as Mark Donovan, comes to you from Hollywood. Others heard in tonight's cast were Naomi Sher, Theodore Von Eltz, Wilms Herbert, Joe Duval, and Harry Lang. This series is written and directed by Buckley Angel and Joel Murcott. The music is composed and played by Ivan Dittmars. Be sure to be with us again this same time next week for another dramatic chapter in The Adventures of Frank Race. Art Gilmore speaking. This is a Bruce Ells production. So this just had an organ there at the end, you know? I heard that. It's like, um, this was not your your big budget radio show. This was your lower budget radio show, but uh, still very entertaining. Um, but it was a um, it was a syndicated program with an organ. You know, uh, probably a Hammond organ there. Probably. And uh, Ivan Dittmars doing <laughs> you the... You like that name? <laughs> you're a Dittmars. It, you know, listen, you're a real <laughs> Dittmars, you know that? <laughs> Doesn't sound good. I mean, we're making fun of the poor guy's name, you know, but... <laughs> he won't know. Art Gilmore did the announcing, and Tom Collins was the star of this. Tony Barrett was his um, right-hand man. Good show. June 5th. 1949, The Case of the Vanishing President. Hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month in music history. All right, we're going back to 1991 with this song. Don't tell me it's not worth trying for. That's Brian Adams. Yes. Huh? You can't tell I, saw, me I saw him in concert. You did? Yeah. Pretty slow for you. You know it's true. Who sings better, him or me? Let me hear it. Everything you do, I do it for you. You sound a lot like Brian Adams. You guys could be twins. We're about the same height. Probably. <laughs> Look into my eyes. It's pretty romantic for you, Carl. You will see. Oh. <laughs> oh, well. I don't, oh well. I don't know the words. <laughs> I can tell. You know, it was the loudest concert I had ever been to. It was it blew my eardrums out. Were you younger at the time? Oh, I mean, yeah. much younger? Yeah. I was like um, well, 70, 80. <laughs> 70, 80. No, yeah. I was like um, maybe 24, 25. Well, now we're old and we need earplugs. Gosh. All right. Thanks, All right. Lisa. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio. 
And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, Ed Gardner stars as Archie, the manager of Duffy's Tavern from 1950. Plus, we're going to play Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous, the music edition. That's right, and this is right up your alley. It is songs about... Um, pizza? Food! Ah, Songs about food. I love food. I know you do. You like puppets, too. <laughs> All right. We'll see you soon. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great quick motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.